to try to. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Sorry. Is there is there a reason why like your uh are are, are you not using your webcam? Oh, am I not on? I don't I see. I see you. You see you? Or you see him? Sorry. Yeah, I see him. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what that is then. That's weird. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know yeah, what you're I... you're just... You're a talking... You're like a pulsating uh, circle. That's so Maybe weird. it's your Wi-Fi, and it, it can't handle more than one image? Yeah. That's... Oh, well. All right. Yeah. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> right, Rob? You're from Philly. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I grew up west of West Philadelphia. <laughs> um, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> I was outside of West Philadelphia, um, by like a mile. I don't know, <laughs> or two. <laughs> That's right. um, anyway, all right. Uh, you're me, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Uh, so this is I. Uh, we haven't talked about a name. I guess. I guess we'll call it. I was just thinking podcasting. We we're podcasting in a room. Sure. Why not? Okay. I can't guarantee I'll be in a room for the whole year, but yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Well, after we have to, we have to recite, like, we have to redo this every... Oh, okay. But I still, I thought you meant you weren't sure you were going to be in a room, like you were going to lose your space or something. Oh, you mean this space? Well, (laughs) I'm losing this space. I'm out of this space soon. Okay. I'm sorry. Go off with your intro. Well, that oh Jesus fucking Christ! So what? <laughs> my computer just froze. Like I can't. Like my my cursor just like went kaput. I have to restart this shit. Sorry uh, about that. I'll I can do the lines until you're done. I'll do both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'll do I'll, it. I'll, I'll do uh, Rob and Brandon, but not myself. Okay. Talk to yourself well, for a second. All right, I'll see you in a bit. Okay. Well, that's it. I'm Rob, and I'm here with Brandon and Jennifer C. Martin, and, uh, I don't know, uh, how, uh, how would you guys, how do you guys think you would prefer to die? And when? Well, when you told me about death, wait, when you told me to think about death, I like the idea that I just told you about death, um, are you still there, Brandon? No, he was restarting his computer, that's what he said. No, no, I just, I still see him. I guess it's frozen. It's frozen. Though. Yeah. It's, for me, it's frozen. Yeah. Sometimes I, that happens. Yeah, I just didn't. We should screenshot this and make it like the preview image. It's just him? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, uh, there we go. Okay, I got him. Um. Whoa, okay. Well, when you told me to think about death, I had terrible nightmares, um, and I never have, like, I barely even dream, much less have nightmares. Oh, oh he's back. Um, oh, man. <laughs> oh, he's back. Yeah. You're. At, we didn't get very far, because we did some stuff, so you're at, oh, man, I'm jealous. Cool. Yeah, I'm, like, sitting in a 90-degree room, and she's high, so <laughs> it's easily All distractible. Right. <laughs> Oh man, I'm jealous. And I had nightmares that my sister and my youngest son were diagnosed with cancer. I woke up like crying and shit. Thanks, Rob. Oh, okay. Wait. Just on the second page, man. (laughs) 
The second page. Oh, sorry. I, I, I skipped it. There it is. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Are we still recording? Yeah. Always right. recording. Do I say, oh, man, I'm jealous? No. Next line. Okay. This is... That's honestly because of me. You had... No, I don't know why. I um, But if I wanted to die... It's very cliche, but I'd like to die when I was, like, old and just fall asleep. And, like, I don't care about it, you know? I'm such, like, a... I guess I could say that I'm a pussy. But so, like, I'm a pussy when it comes to death. It's the number one thing stopping me, you know? Because, like, I've dealt a lot with suicidal ideation and, like, depression and stuff. But you just being a total bitch about... But just being a total bitch about death is probably the number one reason, like, I haven't gone through with anything. Same. You don't believe in, like, uh, I know you, you're heavily Christian, you don't believe in, are you not, is it, is, does the afterlife scare you? I mean, like, I was raised Pentecostal, so there's always that, like, point zero zero one percent like, fear in your mind, like, what if hell is, like, real, then I'm definitely going to it, like, like, um, like, you never, like, lose this inherent, like, childhood fear, it's almost like, I don't know, like, I don't like to say I've had a traumatic childhood because my childhood wasn't that traumatic compared to others. Like nothing super bad that you can think of has ever happened to me, but like belief in hell and itself in and of itself is sort of like a traumatic experience for a child. Right. It's like, Oh, like you have to behave this way or you will literally burn alive for longer than your life for all time. And you only have, like, a... That's a crazy fucking thing to say to a kid. Yeah, I mean, before you even have... Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Concept of time, like... Yeah, so, yeah, I'm a little bit uh, scary. It's a little bit... Eyes... I didn't even notice that. Eyes a little bit scary. I noticed it every week, and I always wondered if I said it like that, but I was like, I don't really talk like that, or if you just typoed it, and I'm like, am I supposed to read Rob's typo, or what I think I said originally? What's the purest thing to do? I like that you haven't brought this up in 10... <laughs> like, I'll add that, yeah, most of my dialogue, I feel like, was intentionally made to make me like, look... No, like, yours like is see. straight on top. <laughs> There might have been typos, but like I'm pretty sure I got everything, like all the words down. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's accurate, but it's like uh you know, like like he, like hearing hearing somebody speak versus reading out how they're speaking, <laughs> it's it, there's like a huge there's a pretty big disconnect. You 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 accept a lot more when you're actually just hearing something than when you're reading it because then you <laughs> Like, you get all the stutters and all that shit. Yeah, I remember reading the introduction to this. And, and those are all, like, all right there. Yeah. <laughs> there were, like, there was nothing that was, that wasn't too, um, that wasn't too inconsequential for it to be, like, no, we're gonna... <laughs> it makes <laughs> me there. appreciate how nice scripted dialogue is. Oh, it definitely. Well, that's part mm. of what I wanted to do, is because I thought it was, I thought it was funny to, like, actually repeat everything. Um, but yeah, it, like, what you were it saying... It is, like, it's a big part of this thing. I think like that's like a big a big part of uh like the appeal to me mm -hmm. of like of doing this and having to read read it because it does not transfer in the same way. Yeah. 
And it's funny because, like, I think about this occasionally. Like, I think about things we talked about, and my brain always starts off from where we left off in the script and not anything we've talked about since or not anything I've thought of since. Oh, I have, a, I have like, a new relationship with Leonard Cohen now because he's taught, re- re- recited that bit about it so many times. Talking like, about it's all I can sad and fucking. <laughs> oh, it's my turn to say that, uh, that line. Um, not yet. Yeah, you get to say, so, yeah. Oh, fuck. It is so hot in yeah, here. Yeah, treat it, but... treat it nicely. <laughs> I'll try. Um, uh, so, yeah, I was a little, it's a little bit scary. You worry about it. I don't know. I'm I'm iffy on afterlife. I think, you know, I tend more towards, like, the Jewish tradition of, like, here and now, like, the point of Christianity. If there's an afterlife, we'll see. Hopefully... I'll at least get purgatory, right? That's not even in Protestantism, so. I don't even understand purgatory. Like, is that supposed to, are you supposed to, is there, like, an emotional state in purgatory, or is it just supposed to be boring because it's the same? Well, for a purgatory, for a while, purgatory and limbo were different in Cath- in the Catholic Church, where, like, limbo is, like, you're going to be here forever because you weren't baptized or whatever. So, like, you know, African babies go to limbo if they get... <laughs> this sounds so terrible. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make the rule. In fact, that's why they changed it, is because people in Africa couldn't get their... Ba- there is, like, really poor... So, like, Catholicism has been growing in Africa in some places. Yeah. So, like... Of course. I feel like, like, then the Catholic Church is, like... So, like, and they, they believe if you don't get baptized, you're going to go to limbo. Even if you're a baby, which is, like, fucking hardcore. Yeah. No evangelical believes that. And, like... And, like... uh, And so, like, they couldn't... Like, I mean, that's, like... Have, that's, that's in Dante, right? Yeah, they like, yes, that's, in, that's basically who has written the Catholic Church, Dante. Yeah, like it's <laughs> and, not a, it's not a new development. Like that's like what's been that's what I know. I'm not even Catholic, and that's like what I understood. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah there's so, like I remember being you know, in South there's an Park area where there's a bunch of unbaptized babies. Or like, or like, like they say that the Greek philosophers there. are there because there wasn't Jesus yet. Yeah, it's just them and the babies. Like that's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so like no, it's like you're not weird. bad enough to go to hell yet, but. You can't come to heaven. Yeah, you get to, <laughs> so you get then to the Catholic join, Church, like, the like, most awkward yeah, cocktail think, party ever. Yeah, and so then the Catholic <laughs> Church, in babies, our lifetimes, was like, there's no limo anymore. You Like, like if you have, like, a sick, like, so if these <laughs> they four said, you know, the high death rates of babies in Africa, they're like, if that happens, then your baby can still go to heaven because there's more Catholics now. We'll give it a pass. <laughs> All right, so they, they changed the policy. Uh, it's, they, they spoke to management like alright this is kind of unfeasible is it, Jews yeah, though still go to purgatory I think that's how Catholic Church like, has worked throughout time yeah um yeah fuck okay um sorry <laughs> this is gonna be the longest episode I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> um African babies go to limbo if they get if they're not getting baptized, like if they die young before whatever, and then eventually the Catholic Church is like, no, there's a low limbo. There's only purgatory, which I guess is like if you need to redeem yourself from some sin because you didn't get to talk to a priest before you die and absolve yourself of sins. So you have 
to like, I don't know how it came through in the Bible. Like, I'm not really sure about how a lot of Catholic traditions came about because I'm not Catholic, but... But yeah, it's sort of just like, oh, well, this person was really bad, but they are also, you know, a good Catholic or a good Christian person, so they can come to heaven after a little while. I don't even know your religious background, uh, Brandon, and I've known you. What's up? I don't even know your religious background. I think I've known you longer. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, honestly. Really? Um, I mean, my I was raised a Christian, just non-denominational, you know, assimilationist Christian. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. I um, I was I was taught about hell very early on, and it freaked me the fuck out. Freaked me the fuck out for years, for years, because like at a certain point, it'd be like. A lot of the Bible stories kind of, especially the ones they tell kids, start to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you start to not believe it so much. You know, the idea of getting swallowed up by a whale for a while and then being regurgitated back up. You know, I mean, like, I understand now that they're they're really just, you know, they're really just like parables, but I wasn't taught that. No, I wasn't either. Yeah, like, this really happened. Like, you know, you, you gotta believe. Like, if you don't believe this shit, like, you're you're done. Like, you're you're smoking forever. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, I had a relate. I, my grandfather was literally, like, a professor at a Christian college of, like, science and the Bible. And he believed, not even all, I would say most Christian professor, professors don't even believe all this now. But he did. He believed that like all of Genesis and all of the Old Testament was all literal, and he, oh God, he would even have like these roundabout crazy ways of being like, and this is how we know the flood happened, and then like all this other shit. It's really wild that the circles that people can spin themselves into into believing it, and I think it's much nicer to hear it and be like, this is you know a parable and a story to learn from. Yeah. Yeah, there is a huge cognitive disconnect if you are really tying. See, there's another one, Rob. (laughs) Tying to take it literally. Oh, sorry, Brennan. My mom would tell me things of like, you know, she would tell me that like the creation of even stuff. And so like that's like why to this day women have like one less rib than men. And like, I mean, I took. Is that true? I took her word for it. No, no. Do women have one less rib? No. It's not even... Excuse me. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. That never, like, no, women don't have an odd number of ribs. I just never thought about it. Like, it never occurred to me to check a partner's rib or anything. Well, I I, I never occurred to me either, and then I did check it, and it was a complete lie. But the thing is, when my mom... That, but like, I think that she was trying to get into nursing school. Oh. So she was like working at like, I think she may have been in nursing school already, but she, I know she was looking at, at like cadavers and anatomical texts and stuff, and she was still telling me this shit. I don't, I still don't understand it now. 
I just understand, like, how can, how people can be, like, a literalist when the first two pages of the Bible contradict each other about the creation. About, like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that happened last time. Or maybe it happened to me. I don't know. <laughs> about, about, like, when man and woman were created and how and just... I don't know. It's weird and... It's because Christians don't, like, learn anything from, like, like... Technically, what is it? Christianity is supposed to be derived from Judaism, but yet they don't know like how like Jews read the Bible or the Scripture. They're like, so they're just like, oh well, I guess this is all real. Like, let's just take this all at face value without even having studied it. Like, I don't think Jewish people believe it's all literal. So, like. Well, I've never heard of a flat earth or Jewish person, so... Yeah, no, it's not like that. It's, it's just, like... Like, they understand that it's parables for lessons or whatever, and they still, you know, they still have conservative Jews, but conservative Jews still tend to just follow, like, the rules more than believe the stories is literal. I think they... I think they like respecting the scholarly approach to the religious text, too. Like, I think that a lot of the Christian population who are, like, biblical literalists, I, I don't think that they really enjoy seeing the Bible in, like, a... in a historical context at all. I think they just want it to be divorced from, like, you know, time and space and just, like, being the word, like, of God... Wait. Being, like, the word of God. Yeah, not to mention, like... Yeah. Literal hundreds of translations over thousands of years. Which they get sort of upset if you bring that up. Like, you know, this isn't, God wasn't, if this, if God was talking to, you know, was being transcribed, like, it wasn't in English. And they, sometimes they get offended by that. But. <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a Bill Hicks joke, too, about, like, what's it say on the front of the Bible? King James's Bible. That's his Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that Bible, though. Of all the translations, I like that one. It's very uh, poetic. I've never actually been able to get through it because I'm too dumb. <laughs> like, I can't read Shakespeare. I had to read the Balmerized versions in high school, and I don't know, my brain just doesn't function that way. I mean, I don't I don't blame you. I studied Shakespeare in college, you know, um, like, um, as part of my major, and honestly, I don't, I don't get this whole thing of, like, Shakespeare, reading Shakespeare having to be agony. Like, it it like it's people see it think of it as this kind of like highfalutin type of thing there's a type of benchmark that's a type of benchmark that if you can't understand what the fuck he's saying then you're dumb but again it's like they were talking like what that what is it 17th century yeah maybe i don't fucking remember anymore but like I think that was six, yeah, sixteenth, and they like I don't know. It's easier if you say it out loud since it was supposed to be performed. Right. I found it easier when I had to study it, but whatever. People, that's just like language changes. If those people came into our fucking universe and like looked online and saw all the shit that we have, they would have no idea what we were saying either. Yeah, I mean, every day going on Twitter, it takes like 15 minutes to figure out, figure what people are saying, like, what the words they're saying mean anymore. Yeah. Because there's just new references every fucking day. New references. 
You look... New levels of irony. Sorry. You know, like, that website exists, like, Rap Genius? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that has, like, translations to stuff that's coming out, like, today. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, Shakespeare, his, like, so much of his work has, like, double meanings and double tendres, and I doubt that a lot of, like, you know, the peasant classes that were standing in the Globe Theater with, like, kings or whatever, like, they may not have, they might not have got every reference. The, like, the nobles may not have got all the references either. Oh. I was just thinking, is Shakespeare on Rap Genius? Do they, like, put his sonnets or whatever on rap genius i don't i don't think i think rap genius is usually for recorded music well, uh, maybe there's like i'm sure there's maybe a that's lot of a shakespeare references can, that sounds like a bit you can do add all of shakespeare <laughs> to rap genius and like name like do it under some other rap name yeah well joss whedon did turn that one piece of his into a song for that dopey movie he did during the uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm sorry i'm like it is so fucking hot in here um what's going on you you don't have uh air like air or simple heating anything like that no so the air conditioning doesn't really reach my ribs um so i have to leave. what's the air is it, what's the air conditioning situation is it essential yeah is it central air yeah, and so, like, I have to leave all the doors open to get, like, a cross breeze going between all three of my rooms and get the air coming in from the hallway. And I usually have a fan in here, but I have both of them out in the living room for Chung'e. And uh, <laughs> so I'm just sitting here in this closed-off room just <laughs> with no air conditioning, basically, in 90-degree weather. Uh, is that is that the bedroom? Are you, like, in a bedroom? or? Yeah, yeah. She... Oh, I'm in my bedroom also, but... Yeah. I... But I live in the south, and houses don't come without central AC here. Oh, well, we yeah, have central like AC. Illegal. It just doesn't right. reach in here. Yeah, pretty much. Against, no, I mean we housing. we do have central AC. It just it like it has trouble rising past the initial level that it's on. So for here, the bottom floor is cool, and then up here is warmer. I need to get a. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to install a ceiling fan to see if I could do it. I need to crawl into the crawl space to see if it'll hold. But... Get up your landlord, man. I just yeah. found, I just fucking found out like when I when my landlord was suing me, um, that uh, like my my lawyer was like, yeah, wait, uh, he was asking me, he was like doing my intake, and he's like, so what's the what's the heating situation like? I was like, oh, we don't we don't fucking have heating. <laughs> I was like, what you, what? he was like, you don't have heating. He's like, no, we don't we don't. What the hell are you talking about? We don't, of course we don't have heating. He's like, you don't even like. He's like, does the heating? Are you saying the heating's broken? I was like, no, we just we don't have it. <laughs> he's like all right all right for for future reference if that's if if your if your housing doesn't have he, like central heating in southern california like you know you you should let people know <laughs> know about that yeah i know like here i mean well in the north obviously it gets super fucking cold and it is very much illegal yeah like even if your yeah, heating yeah. breaks but they I, have to I, give you I space feel like heaters. it gets hot as shit there too though oh right? yeah i know and we do have very yeah, like i said in that area yeah i mean living quarters we do have air conditioning we do have central air but just there's only one vent in each of my rooms and they're all on the floor and <laughs> it just gets so fucking hot unless i have fans going and unless i have the doors uh, open to let the air circulate 
but because I'm re- recording, I close all the doors and I'll have to fan the Chang'e so she'd be comfortable. <laughs> I'm just in oh, here. Maybe you could open a, a window like it's like it's the past centuries. I get nervous about the flies. We get so many flies. <laughs> oh, I just... I. I, I just have one of those really like disgusting looking fly traps in the kitchen. Oh, we have like, two of them in the dining oh, the room. Soils? They're both full. Yeah, it's so gross oh, I, I looking. I kind of like yeah. those. It's so gross looking, but <laughs> it's worth it. They're yeah. pretty macabre, but I, I, I like them. We have two yeah. in the dining room right now over the dining room table, and they're both covered in flies. <laughs> yeah. It feels very John Watersy. It does, yeah. This fly is like hopping around right now. Imagine like just doing like like Halloween decorations, and it's just like those things. <laughs> just collected like... over the course of the year. Yeah. And I was putting the kids' candy too. Um. So I got distracted by Twitter. Well, I have a line. Um, they're there for the slapstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Actually, that was the entire point, wasn't it? It was something. He was communicating to two different audiences on two different levels, and that was like part of the genius of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Thinking about rap genius too, like thinking about just how Christians still use Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah as like a religious song constantly. <laughs> a song about being sad and fucking. <laughs> it's like a country line. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, John Cale, uh, this story, I don't know if you guys have heard the story behind the, the current iteration of Hallelujah, but apparently Leonard Cohen wrote like 150 verses to it and would just... Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah, and he would just perform random verses live, and one time John Cale heard a performance and he was like, Hey, I want to do a cover of that. Can you send me the lyrics? And then he sent him like 50 pages of lyrics and he said he just took out the naughty bits and um, then made them the song. That is a gratuitous amount of lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I respect it. I can't write any, so. I want to I want to see a version of him doing it in just one in one take, though. Yeah, it would be nice. I uh, I wonder if John Cale still has all the original lyrics that he faxed him because he's dead. I mean, <laughs> Leonard Cohen's dead now, so I don't know of any record of the other verses unless there's, like, recordings of live performances from them. Um, but, yeah. So, what was the question? How do I want to die? I don't remember. Um, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you want to die? Oh, man, I don't even know anymore. Um, I there used to be like for a long time, the like my my thing was like, like, there's no way I'm going to like I'm going to I'm going to be able to like sit in the hospital bed or like get older or whatever. Just like the idea of that seems like um, it was it was horrifying to me, you know. To like, to like, well, to just like, uh, to like, just slowly lose certain amount of control or agency, and that's what I thought it was, you know. If we had enough listeners, I would. Yo, get... you sound like me from middle school. Like, <laughs> no. 
It's like it, it, it's like my fucking same speed fast speed too. It's just like the higher older register. It's fucking trippy. If we if, me out. if we had enough listeners, I would get t-shirts that just said like "sad and fucking," and then there's like another one <laughs> that just has that entire block of text on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. They're gonna put that on my tombstone. It's gonna cost them a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> it's um, like that Stuart Lee, but Stuart is that no that's not his name. Stuart Who's the British comedian? Stuart Lee, right? Yeah, is it? Okay, yeah. yeah. He had that bit about he's like twenty minutes long making fun of that anti uh prostitution, anti trans person and just uh Oh, he was mad huh. about. He was saying it was too politically correct the way he described a, a prostitute that died, and so he uh, just he did that long bit where he's just rubbing the microphone against the mic stand, like like, indig- like replicating writing an epitaph on a tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that that uh, the the uh, immigration bit. Oh, so there. good. Have you yeah. seen that, Jennifer? Yeah. I'm Paul Nuts at all from you, kid. <laughs> I have to send you that after. Oh man, it's, yeah, that it's sounds one of funny. the best like, bits I've ever seen. Oh, he's so good. He's he's the biggest like troll comedian, but also brilliant and hilarious. And yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. I started watching like uh, this British like sci-fi show because he mentioned it once because <laughs> how much better it was than Skins. <laughs> <laughs> It's from the fucking it's from the fucking eighties, but he's like he's just talking about how much he hates skins and how much like how much better like a representation of um, like teenagehood this Children's of the Stones was. You'll have to remind <laughs> me about that later. Yes, it is about Stonehenge. That's oh exactly shit. About Stonehenge. Okay, I get definitely gonna watch that. Sorry, Jennifer, you can go ahead. <laughs> I didn't. I thought that we were waiting on the yeah, but I'll do it again. Oh, so yeah. like, I always like. I always. Oh just, no! Wait, who's doing who? I just thought that Brandon would say yeah. Is just, oh, that's I right. Brandon's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so okay. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I always like. I always just am like, oh, when the opportune time comes, I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna just kill myself. Like you know. Um, and you know, I had like suicidal ideation. Yeah. And there was like depressive episodes like that too. Even divorced from that, there was like, there was this conscious like thought of like that if I'm going to go, then I'd like to do it. You know, sorry, I don't mean to have that. (laughs) Um, you know, um, but now I don't know. I don't have a preference. I'm just. I'm just, I like, I, I, I think if anything, I would just be, I think the romanticism from like being like a sad, sad, sad kid for so long, um, like the last remnant of it is like me wanting to be like, if I'm going to die, I'd like to like, uh, aware of it, I think. Oh, be like aware of it, I think. Oh, I don't. In what way? I don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i want to know the like do you want to have like a gun pointed at your face like is that what you're talking about no no because that's that's that that means somebody else gets to do it 
I don't really want that either. But I do like. What about an animal? Quick, <laughs> quick side note though, because I, I never, I didn't get to answer this. I didn't hear you the first time we recorded. But, but yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. I think you actually did say this another time we recorded. Did I say it another time? <laughs> no, I don't remember because I've always remember, wondered. But yeah, I'll, I I'll, I'll square it up. Yeah, like an like an animal, like. That's just that's fair news. I actually was when I said that I was thinking about the episode of Reno nine one one when the one guy said he wanted to die by being buried till up to his head, like up to his neck, and then uh-huh. have like a uh, like a venomous snake just lunge at his face. <laughs> okay, I don't oh want God. that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like if you if I if that had to happen, like you can you can kill me before you bury me. Like, I don't need. You don't I don't wanna... need all of that pageantry. That's a lot. You don't want to be That's confined excessive. underneath the ground with your head sticking out? No, I'm okay with, like, I don't even like being in the sun for very long. Like, with, <laughs> like, with free agency in my lens. Wait. So, no, that wouldn't be very fun for me. Are you talking about, like, fighting an animal, then? What? Are you talking about, like... No, I'm talking about just, like, being, like, like being eaten by an animal or, like, an, like attacked and eaten by, mauled and killed by an animal. Like, okay. That sounds that sounds really painful, but like I can't fault anybody for it, you yeah. know. No, but what you're what you're talking about is like being like punished by the gods in like a Promethean sort of way. No, I don't. I don't yeah, want to I mean, be buried up to my neck and just. It sounds like an Italian it. Western Brandon thing. Brandon wants it to be on equal ground when it's him versus the animal. <laughs> That's what I was like asking. Wants to fight it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to be a fucking mob hit. But oh, but you want you want the only agency in this to be the animals, not not some uh, spaghetti western villain in the middle, like burying you in the middle of the desert. Yeah, what business of business <laughs> is? Like, what's he doing? What's he burying me in the fucking desert for? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I actually don't even know what the motivation for anybody in any spaghetti western I've seen is. Like, I can't remember any motivations. I just know it's like to me it's just it's exaggerated facial movements. Yeah. And uh trumpets. <laughs> and and that's enough for me, honestly. I like I like those two things. Fine. Yeah. Daniel made me watch one Western recently, like a really famous one where like at the very beginning of the movie somebody like kills this entire family and that's the motivation. And then something like they have the to The searchers? What? The searchers? No, no, no. It's like okay. an old movie. Well, The Searchers movie. was like 60s. Okay. It was probably around that time. And then at the <laughs> end, it was something as part of like the railway station. Um, God. Sorry. To <laughs> they were trying to drive out homesteaders so they they could... Like, they, no, they, he, it was just like they were. He, the reason that this bad gang had gone after this guy is because he had bought this land that looks undesirable, but was actually they were going to use it to build a new railway into the West. Let me mm. look at this. Rango. There's a Rango. Oh my the God. Animated movie. Imagine if we watched Rango and then at the beginning of Rango, this gang of cowboys just comes <laughs> by and like kills like this. It's very systemic, systematic that... the way they kill the people. They like shoot the like, kids. Oh. Yeah, they shoot the kid, they shoot the teenage daughter, and then they have like their bodies laid out on the table. What a great beginning to Rango. It's kind of like Finding Nemo, isn't it? That's exactly what happens in Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> it is. They killed like yeah. thousands of. That was it, that was an assassination. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I don't know what film that would be. I'm assuming it's an American one, though. I don't think the the spaghetti westerns really ever dealt with the trains. Now that I think Once about it, Once Upon a Time in a Wet in the West. That oh, was the name of the movie. I don't even remember that well, happening. Isn't that fairly recent? No, that's like no, 60s, 70s. But Tarantino Once named it. West. Is that the 60s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a spaghetti yeah, no, western. Tarantino homaged this movie through that movie's name. Yeah, it's um. Uh, oh, oh, you're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the West is Sergio Leone, and it has a uh, Peter okay. Fonda with the uh, with the harmonica. See, when you're saying westerns, wow. I'm thinking like fucking like the forties. No, not like, like the Jimmy like, Stewart the 50s, and like with like Shane. Yeah, and... I'm gonna go back that far. Yeah, no, this one, yeah. um, this one is for, Neil Morricone yeah, score. You know, they used uh, part of the they referenced the score from What's the Time in the West in a. Uh, one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies during one of the fight scenes. It was just on in a pizza shop on Temple's campus the one time when my friend and I went to go get something to eat. And uh, it was just this fight scene. They were fighting on the mask. So I was like, oh, wait, that's the harmonica line from Once Upon a Time in the West. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know who's up now. <laughs> I, I like that even, like, even that far removed, this like spaghetti western theme is going to be played at this piece of joint, even if it has to go through <laughs> parts of the Caribbean movie to do it. Neil Morricone's a legend, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's the fucking best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. I think he's dead. Yeah, he died. He wrote that really beautiful letter when he died, too. Mm-hmm. Speaking anyway, of. Yeah, so, yeah. So what about like... I want to know, like, what it feels like to be like, oh, this is my final moment. This is it. Where? Oh. Oh, my God. I don't. I do want to know. I don't. I don't want to know anything. (laughs) You don't get too many of those. You don't get many opportunities to feel that, so... I don't know how to shudder, so. <laughs> I don't know how it's, I shudder. What do you call that? What was that? That's his... That's like a horse drying itself <laughs> off in the after it got yeah. wet. That's like I think I've seen Scooby Doo do that. And yeah. Duck, oh, yeah, that is maybe. a Scooby Doo thing. Yeah, it's like a dog thing. I don't do horses like shake it off when they get wet. No, you know what I'm thinking of is like when because ho- when horses they just get it's sort of like they just want to exhale and they just go. <sighs> yeah, that's what I was thinking of doing i think and then i did that instead i don't know this is gonna be a really crazy episode oh my god how long is it yeah. we're already like 45 minutes in <laughs> we're only we're not even we're only oh 15 pages we're not even halfway through yeah right. gotta one thing i'm really it. curious about actually is like to lose like having dementia to like i i want to know what, what that feels like but then also be able to live my life and reference it like yeah, my grandfather had Alzheimer's. Like, yeah, like for a long, long time, and like, mine too. And like, he finally died, and like, I don't know. His last, like, I remember, like, we didn't go and say bye to him, and like, he hadn't really known who I was for like a year, and everyone was just hoping, like, you know. There's a certain point when someone has Alzheimer's dementia that you're like, God, I wish they would die. Not because of how, uh, not 
because of you don't want them to die, but because it just seems like such a miserable life, you know? Yeah, even just living at home. At home. Yeah, so I just waved at him, and he waved at me, and then I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just seeing my grandmother in a home recently, I mean, like, when she was in the hospital, like, a year or two ago, maybe two or three years ago now, um, when I visited her at one point, she was just, I was just trying to talk to her, and I guess the way I like we conversations, and she was, she just ended up saying, like, yeah, I'm, like, done. I don't, I wish they would stop reviving me. Jesus. I'm just bored. Like, basically, but, I mean, I don't know. The whole thing of having dementia is so interesting to me because of how long they can just be, like, clueless or they can be really cheery like my grandfather was. Like, he would always just repeat, uh, where's my martini? How's my, how about a Manhattan? Um, and uh, just other weird catchphrases. Or, like, other people that, like, get really angry and, like, scared to some extent. I don't know. Sorry, one second. Okay, uh, there's something weird and morbid because, like, I was living with my grandfather when he was like in mild to more, maybe more like moderate Alzheimer's. Uh, like, I was just lived with him for a month or two. We had sold our house in Tennessee, and we were about to move to Virginia, and so this would have been 2015, and he was starting to lose some of his like more like day to day stuff. But he had the sudden resurgence of like childhood memories and like adolescent memories, and he like started talking about like his old girlfriend he'd had. He started singing songs that he never that we'd never heard him sing before. It was really really interesting. That's one thing I really wish we could get to is like I remember hearing or reading something when I was little about how in the future we're going to have pills where you can just experience somebody else's consciousness. Jesus. That sounds awful. I don't want that. I'm really curious. Like, that's just all I wonder all the time. Is just, like, what it's like. Because I just wonder, like, how much of our thoughts of our memories define our consciousness? Like, how much of consciousness is just memory and then just without that, what consciousness is like? But I guess if, if you come out of it, like, what you what would you remember? I don't know. I would take a pill of your consciousness. Mine? Yeah. How do you, like, you customize the pills? You get to pick, like, whose consciousness? Or is it just, like, a grab bag at random? I don't want that. I don't know. It is, like, around the same time. I remember hearing about this around the same time I heard about HDTV for the first time years before it came out, which was like, oh, yeah, in the future, we're going to have TVs of a really high definition. Yeah, those yeah, are. Those oh, I'm sorry. Are... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm fucking idiot. I got to say that last time. <laughs> I'm so like gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, those are those are comparable technologies. Yeah, you get to see The Simpsons a little more clearly, and you get to fucking ghost in a shell somebody. I'm sorry to have fucked up your big moment. <laughs> <laughs> Never That's wanted it. that. <laughs> Sorry. You never wonder that? Just like what it's like to be in somebody else's head? Kind of. I want to know what's inside them, yeah. 
my head is stressful you guys i have like multiple multiple streams of thoughts at once and like none of them are like smart or intellectual it's always like three seven different kinds different things to be anxious about at once and then like whatever the task i'm whatever i'm doing at the moment and then just like this general i don't know and then like this horrible like layer of just like existential things and maybe and then like maybe from like horny or hungry or something more primal than that too how do just you like i also wouldn't want to wish my consciousness on anybody either that that doesn't sound like a good time i don't know why you would like i never i don't envy somebody else's consciousness necessarily when I when I say I wonder a lot of the time, it's just like how 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 are they able to function? Like they're so stupid. Like they're so stupid. Like how are they able to think that way? It makes no sense to me. I always assume chill people have like really fun circumstances, you know, or maybe like I'm like maybe they're rich or privileged in another way, and so that's what. That's why they're not worried about stuff all the time. Maybe, but like, but that's not true. I know it's not. Yeah, I mean, but also, isn't like, isn't art in general and like writing and stuff? Isn't just communication a way of giving people a glimpse into your consciousness? Even though, I think well, that's what it is. Like, I think the that's what I that's what I consider to be like the most like potent thing about art is like is its communicated aspect. Like, you know, like you get to, you get to kind of see how, um, how somebody distills their own environment in their surroundings. I was at, um, actually when I was still, before I ever moved to Indiana. All right. Which I don't even want to get out, but, but before I even moved there, I, uh, like my last big hurrah was to go to the LACMA and take a bunch of acid and go to the LACMA and like, and the whole time I, I, I saw these, like these paintings as like, um, like little, like windows into the, somebody else's person, like consciousness or perspective, like, you know, what they, you know, like what they chose to emphasize and how they saw things, you know, everything is kind of similar in that they're landscapes and stuff, but like some people accentuate like, the shadows mean more to them, or the highlights mean more to them. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that actually reminds me. I've never done acid or shrooms or any hallucinogenics, but I've read about them a lot because that culture has a lot of facets that interest me. And, like, isn't that sort of what, um, like, Ken Kesey and Charles Manson and stuff were attempting to do with acid a lot of times? It was just, like, to have a collective conscious that everybody sort of experiences the same brain. So, <laughs> <laughs> easy girl. I. Oh my god, I got into acid because of the butthole surfers. The 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 idea of yeah the collective consciousness and like trying to uncover things that are only accessible to you like under certain like that hippy dippy blah like spooky kind of escaped my radar. I don't I don't really know. I'm not sure what that is. I think there are a lot of people who who think that oftentimes I, I don't enjoy getting high with those people. But um but yeah, there might be some truth to it cuz I think uh one of 
I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Fisher, the Marxist theorist. Um, I'm not sure. He wrote Capitalist Realism. Okay. But before before he killed himself, I think the last work that he was working on was like, you know, potentially utilizing like psychedelics or, you know, having that as a potential avenue to sort of expand um, your imagination. Mm. Because his his notion that he came out in capitalist realism was that like a society, a post-capitalist society is incredibly difficult for for people to imagine right now. It's so entrenched in the way that we think and everything that's around us. It is very difficult for us to really imagine how society that is like, like a post-revolutionary society would exist. A non-transactional society? God. Yeah, like one, one not based on, not one based on like commodity production or that as a profit incentive, you know? I mean, just like... Just basic day-to-day things. And I think about it, too. Like, you know, what is, like, so much of, like, the music that I listen to, like, you know, they have, like, it's inescapable from, like, the environment that it comes from. Right. And so it's it's inescapable, in effect, like, from the economic system that the environment employs. So it's, like, a weird thing to just, like, think about, like, because, like, I think about, like, um, you know, music and, um, you know, like, pre-colonial societies, like, you know, pre-colonial, like, like, um, periods. Like, a lot of indigenous music, a lot of it is very communal. It, it It's a lot of it's very, like, religious or spiritual. Um, it's meant for the collective. It's mostly, are you talking about the mostly, like, rhythm-based sort of stuff, too? Yeah. Like, more improvised and... Yeah, like Indonesian gamelan or you or um you don't, you know, a lot of like I don't I don't know, but um like I don't think they had like individual pop artists, you know. Right. Their their society their society wasn't atomized to the point where you had individuals like making like, you know, the glow part 2 in their bedrooms or something. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you have that now uh, because that's how, you know, we are more individually minded than we are collectively minded. Yeah, so what about, like, instruments? So were they, do they have to, like, find their voice in a specific instrument or anything? The way we tend to think about it, like, somebody's specific guitar tone and everything? I don't know. I mean, I don't really know the, the like, the history of it or, like, the inner workings of, like, like two of those dynamics were reached. Not even entirely sure, like, I mean, we're talking about, like, several different cultures. Right. Like, over, like, over, like, you know, millennia. But I don't know. I'm sure they had, like, different varying relationships, too. Even, like, the instruments that they played. If they owned them or if they were multifaceted. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to segue out of that. Well, yeah, I always think about, you know, how it's like how people communicate or express differently. But I'm a, I as a writer, I'm always worried about how people are interpreting the things that I say. Right. Um, what was this in, in the waking life? No matter how much of a, like, 
on a wavelength or how linguistically, culturally similar you are to someone, you still really cannot help how they take what you say. You never know if they you take it the way that you intend uh, did. And it's like words are just like symbols for an intent you're trying to express. And it's really hard sometimes to express an idea or an emotion with somebody, no matter how similar it is and no matter how well you communicate it. Uh, can I ask what kind of stuff do you write? Like what genre? Bullshit. Mostly like I just made myself sound really cool. I mostly write quizzes and slideshows, but, um, I also have, I have a blog, um, the dirtbag Christian, and then I'll be writing some fiction for only magazine soon. And like, I used to write a lot more like newsy media pieces, but they don't do that as much, but I don't, they don't do as much freelance work anymore. Like I have a full-time job. So I like, I have a pretty full plate anyway, but yeah, I can write lots of different things. And so I just, so I, so I, but because I write so many different types of things, I always am thinking like, I'm writing for this kind of audience. I'm writing this kind of subject. I want this kind of person. So I'm always switching gears write quiz uh, like you know the baby boomers who i write quizzes and slide slideshows for don't want to hear about like religion politics at all versus like my my blog you know that's all it is and then fiction you know you want to do it, it but not so heavy-handed and i don't know who's going to read that but you're you're just always adapting yourself, really. Or maybe that's just me. I'm adapting myself to write or communicate with a different type of person, so I try to be very, like, in tune with how I connect with, with them or the type of person I think would want to read or hear or whatever it is I have to say. So would you say the audience has a fundamental role in, like, in how, I guess, the finished product of your work? Absolutely. I would say, <laughs> say maybe. It's like, I mean, to a point, you know, there's some selfishness things. Like, I write about things, especially in the my personal blog, my personal life. I write about things that are important to me. But, like, I guess I've just been a commercial writer for long enough that I really, that I know that... What the fuck did I just say? Important to me, but like I guess I've just been a commercial writer for long enough that I know that one, like people have to read it, but even if it's not about like I don't care who reads that, you will want it to connect with somebody. So I definitely I definitely constantly consider my audiences and what people will think and what they will feel when they read something that I write. And so I try. I adapt it a little bit to to them and to, I think it changes how I communicate as well thinking of the audience definitely has changed in my writing style do you worry about how it will connect with them like if there's a wrong way for them to connect with it I mean like yeah I run into shit all the time and you know I try to take it I try not to take it personally like for instance you know it's like little things I copy paste some like term in one of my blogs I use the the word lat, Latinx, 
Latinx. I can't remember how I heard I, it said. I, I said it, and I don't even know how it's said correctly. I, I remember hearing it at some point. Latinx. It's Latinx. It is Latinx? Latinx, yeah. Okay. Because it's like Latino, Latina. I think I heard Latinx. Yeah. And now I've been, now we can't say that. Any, like, I don't remember. They said, they said not to say that anymore. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I just started. Like I just started using indigenous because that's essentially what they are. Like I mm. think the I think a lot of the issue comes from the the identity of mm-hmm. Latino Latina to begin with. Because like is a, that colonized... It's a colonizer identity. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Uh, so like, yeah. I, I mean, like if if you're if you know if you're in, indigenous Mexican, like you're pretty much. You know, I mean, you're indigenous. It's like you know the the, such... the, the borders weren't. Yeah, they didn't exist back then, during their indigeneity. You know, like it's a, it was a lot more fluid. So, I to me, there's no distinction really. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not like they were raised by Spanish people necessarily. Uh, the right, the, right, the offspring. Um, but it's like any other type <laughs> of like, you know, identity, like personal identity. It's like it, it. it it's really based on it's it's a personal matter. It's based on how a certain person would like you know chooses to like to, yeah uh, to present themselves. Yeah, I don't really take a strong opinion on anything about. Yeah, labels. some people have really strong opinions on 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 you know on what they they want to be called, and then oh, I mean, some people have contradictory opinions yeah i mean like and that's all fine like that's the thing it's like i don't care like i don't think mm. i need to have a strong opinion about how other people label themselves <laughs> right i right. don't either um okay um not even know if i'm saying it and somebody was like oh that's a really condescending term and people really need to stop using it. And like, I hadn't heard that before, but I thought, you know, like whatever I was trying to communicate, the person totally dismissed because I used that one word. And, you know, you have to think about stuff like that, but I don't think about, you know, people get, some people are really touchy about political correctness, but for me, I find it more interesting. Like, I'm not trying to to make people write off something that I think and say because I use a word that's offensive. Like, it defeats the purpose of writing in the first place. So, like, I like to be somewhat not offensive or at least not offensive to the right people, the right audience. Right. Like, obviously, the stuff that I write is offensive to some people, but I don't care about those people, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's funny. I guess that's all political correctness is, really, is just, like, trying not to piss off the right people, but then the wrong people always get pissed off, and they want you to change, but it's like, we're not, we don't care about you. Yeah, I don't care. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, we've been talking for half an hour. (laughs) You guys have anything else you'd want to add, or... I have no idea. I don't know what I can say. Like, I'm comfortable being preserved. And having to like recite again over the course of a year. I mean, everything's preserved now. Almost, I can't. I almost never talk to people in a way that isn't preserved anymore. Do you think that? 
Do you think the feds are listening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> but also just like talking on the phone, talking over text, talking over email. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, just everything is like. Do you think the historians will sift through like Twitter and emails and shit in the future? There's so much content. What will they do? I mean, I think there will be like metadata that can uh, sort what they're looking for because I, I mean, like, yeah, like it is going. I, I think a lot of history is like based on individual narratives. Like, I was just hearing about this guy who owns slaves, just some random guy, but they found his journal and it's illuminating just to get this one guy's perspective that he wasn't thinking anybody was going to see. I think, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's weird to think about what the ever-expanding future with more and more people and more and more stuff being archived, what will be deemed important. Yeah. But I think, yeah, there will be themes ultimately that are sought, that are dissected, and then whatever is available with individual people. I mean, we already do with blogs, like people searching through old blogs for things. I mean, we make memes out of like, the bodybuilding forum posts and stuff like yeah my kids occasionally make reference to like memes or things that i know that they've never experienced before but because it's uh, in a meme format and they like their cause uh i don't let them have too much media access but they can watch like gamer like pg gamer youtube things or they'll see the gamer guy reference those things and so they'll start referencing it like what did they reference the other day? Something from Homestar Runner? And I'm like, you've never watched Homestar Runner. But it's not even just that, like, because, like, a meme can just be a poet post somebody <laughs> made. can just be mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It just be a face you made in public that somebody happened to capture it on camera. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I think what we're seeing already is the future of history, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. It's like, you know, it's it it's like the logical conclusion to the whole pop art thing, you know, or like postmodern, uh, like the idea of postmodern art is like is abolishing the distinction between like highbrow and the lowbrow to where like everything just becomes like kind of like homage, hom, homage, homogenized, uh, homogenized. Thank you. As this <laughs> weird sort of mishmash culture. Yeah kind of like it yeah <laughs> I, I i think it's fascinating i think it's fascinating i don't know where else it can go which i i i also i mean i tie it into like um you know political like you know just like the political state and how like this this type you know like this kind of postmodern kind of like culture is like late capitalist culture you know it's like yeah it's the no. disruption <laughs> and the rejection of all things sacred and unlike and just turned into commodities. Just like, you know, you can't like, you know, um, I mean, you can buy pretty much anything now. Like there's no like you can buy like you can buy like uh, you can buy like joke crucifixes and shit. Totally. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just like yeah. There's... I sound like I'm from the fucking valley. <laughs> I'm not from the valley, but I had yeah. an aunt in the valley. Maybe that's enough. Well, you're LA. There's nothing like there's nothing like sanctified or anything anymore. 
If I get real drunk and talk to my family, I start to take on a more southern accent. <laughs> really? Code yeah. switching, it's real. I don't know. I, I think I'd... A southern accent, I would. I think I would... Maybe it's like a grass is always greener thing, but I'd rather, like, get drunk and have a southern accent come out than, a, like, the valley. Well, if you can... I don't know, know I, like I'm... the valley... It depends on the type of southern accent. Yeah. It's just like, is it like a cute drawl or is it like straight up like fucking, like you can barely understand what they're saying. And Boston like Creole, accents, like crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it would be great to have like the Sam Elliott one and the Big Lebowski, just like the really slow talking long. That is, there's hours. a lot of power in that type of drawl. Oh really yeah. Because people have to wait and listen commanding. to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who's yeah is it? Oh wait, no. Did we even get there? But don't forget the worst accent in America, Pittsburgh. That was the official poll. Oh, was it? I would still say Boston. Yeah, official. Official worst accent. Pittsburgh. What's the Pittsburgh accent? Pittsburgh and like Pittsburgh and like what is the thing that they say that it starts with a J? It's not John. John. John's Philly. Is that Philly? Yeah, that's my guys. I, I I first heard that in high school. Everybody was saying and yins, yins, and instead of like y'all, it's yins. Yeah, yins. That is gross. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I never. I didn't hear anybody talk. Jagoff. That's the one. In... They call people jagoff. Jagoff. That sounds like yeah. Boston. I didn't. I don't think I heard a single person speak when I was in Pittsburgh. Like the yeah. like, and I I spent like I spent a night there. I don't think I actually like. Oh, yeah. I have vocal connection with anybody there. Um, I've only been to, I've been to Pittsburgh a couple times because I've been out there to visit a Colin Eyepatch guy on Twitter. Yeah, a couple times. The only things I know about Pittsburgh are that Jeff Goldblum was living there when he made a like a It's Always Sunny, not It's Always Sunny, uh, like a Curb Your Enthusiasm type um pilot they turned into a movie about him dating a 22 year old girl when he was like 50 and uh it featured moby and i forget that woman i met her at like some weird poll party my dad took me to she was in stir of echoes um i met her and uh christopher walken at this pool party when i was a kid um it wasn't a pool party i was in a pool because i was like 10 but uh Anyway, yeah, I only know about Pittsburgh is that, and um, there's an Andy Warhol museum I want to go to. Like Pittsburgh? Yeah. Nice. He's from around there, I think. He is. He's from Pittsburgh. He there's the the Andy Warhol museum is in Pittsburgh, I think. I didn't go to it because Colin like fucking hates like everything about Pittsburgh. So I never, <laughs> I've never had the fries with the sandwich either. They have a fry and sandwich. No, the, the, oh, yeah, and they put that. no, they put fries in their sandwiches uh, and in their salads. Oh, weird! Oh, I remember something else about Pittsburgh. I was at this drug dealer's house in South Philly years ago, and uh, these people drove out from Pittsburgh, which is like a four and a half hour drive or maybe f- five hours, and uh, to buy some weed, they buy like a like an out like a pound of weed. And then drove back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But I mean, it was like mailed out from California through FedEx or something because it was like the medical well, stuff. I'll say, man, driving through Pennsylvania is 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 kind of gnarly. 
it's exhausting it's yeah like you gotta pay attention and (laughs) yeah it just it's just it's just and like i i kind of fucked up my credit like not paying those tolls (laughs) those are expensive fucking (laughs) tolls man Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i don't know whose line it is uh, you can pretty you can see anybody naked now, like pretty pretty much. You can see anybody naked now, like pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody you can think of. You don't even ever have to be naked, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's a cryptic like, the line. Next thing in that comes is basically <laughs> just a great consolidation. Like you can't unring a bell. Like all these forms of communication, all these forms, all these disparate micro content things. Like I mean, I always think it's interesting, like how TikTok and stuff, like and Vine, like you have like these moments that like that before would just be in a movie. Like a lot of memes are basically just like a TikTok or a Vine taken from a movie or a TV show. And I think we're going to keep seeing everything break apart more like that and then be eventually just, it's going to be so much that we're going to see like a great consolidation again of media of all these things still existing, but there's going to be more focus on long form and a larger format again at some point. That sounds crazy exhausting. Yeah. When you talk about like a full length, like a feature film of a TikTok. I mean, it already sort of exists. You go on YouTube, my roommate's kid, he showed, he just put on a video of memes the other day. Like, it was just this guy seemingly just has, like, um, I guess he just sets up, like, he coded something to pick up stuff off of Reddit or IMA, I'm a, I'm Imgur or whatever. And then he has a robot voice read it, which is why, which is what makes me think it's all automated. That is just this program pulls all these memes, reads what it says, and then reads it out loud for <clears throat> the synthetic voices, and then it just plays all of them for ten minutes or whatever. Hmm. And I, <laughs> I think we're going to keep seeing more of that eventually. We're just going to we're going to be so much more focused on curated on curation again. Ugh, well. Well, I feel I feel like that's asymptomatic of like a society becoming more and more depressed. That no, that is symptomatic. <laughs> I don't know why I saw an A. <laughs> it's like from my from my perspective, I feel like like this like incessant need to have noise, you know, or like just just total stimulation, like you know, like sensory stimulation comes from the fact that like you know. Being alive right now is kind of unbearable for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting here talking about what things are like in the future, but on my leftist spaces, like the real cynical ones are like, there's not going to be an America. There's there's not going to be a future. Like, I think that's like, uh, well, I don't think there's going to be an America. Well, I don't want there to be an America. <laughs> that's neither. Yeah, neither do I. But that's not that simple. I feel very. I don't feel very hopeful about it. That's probably a net positive, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess what this comes down to is we sort of reach the cultural singularity where just everything is always happening and everything is fleeting. 
we're all like, did you ever hear the story of like Rocky Erickson? Like the only way he could get to sleep was by having like nine TVs on at the same time on different channels. Oh, really? Oh my fucking God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was schizophrenic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was... Wow. At that point, that was that was strange. That was not normal <laughs> behavior. I think we've all kind of... We're becoming Rocky Erickson. Oh, that's true, yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's been a thing for however long now. Like, we watch, like, I mean, so many shows are based around the fact that you're not going to be watching them. You're going to be reading, looking at your phone and watching videos on your phone while you're watching TV, probably. Yeah. And the person next to you is watching other videos. There are, like, 10-hour videos on YouTube. There are, like, whole swaths of YouTube that, like, don't expect you. They expect you to fall asleep to this. Like, to this 10-hour. Yeah. Like, 10-hour thing. Like, that's the whole purpose. They don't expect you to watch the whole video. It's not an artistic statement, and there's just... It's just there. It's just drone for you. It's just background. Yeah. For your... I bet Red Ray Bradbury is glad he's dead for all this. And Andy Warhol. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. Andy Warhol would be excited. I don't know. He wouldn't. I don't think he gets excited. <laughs> or I don't think he ever got excited. <laughs> hey, Ray. <laughs> Super. Well, did you ever see the video of uh, Steven Spielberg just telling him how he ate a computer chip when he was a kid? <laughs> and he's just standing there horrified. <laughs> Wait, Steven Spielberg is telling Andy, Andy Warhol, Warhol? Yeah, about how, how one we... time Steven Spielberg ate a computer chip when he was a kid? Yeah, because he thought it was like a like a potato chip. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I know, fucking dumbass. But uh, yes, uh, Andy Warhol is just standing, standing there with his mouth hanging open, just like in awe. <laughs> oh my God, you're a beautiful person, but yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the only time you ever thought that. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, sorry, I interrupted. I don't know who's next. Or maybe Andy Warhol would be excited. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I also think I never really thought about it actually about how production values simultaneously keep getting better, uh, getting worse and better at the same time. Do you remember that video of all the people that lived in the TikTok house? It was like I think it was in like November, maybe October, November. I don't even remember when it was like last year of the eternal now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, like, there was this video of, like, all these extremely attractive fit people showing how they do every day. Uh, they're like, this is the filming room, and this is the workout room, and it was just, it was, like, just in, like, some L.A. house, and, like, all these people must have been, like, 25 or under. They were all extremely attractive. They were all TikTok influencer types, and they all lived in, like, the same house. And they were all filming in all rooms all the time, right? Yes, yes. It wasn't just like, this is the exercise room where you get a break from this. Like, no, you are always content. Yeah, what a weird way to live. That's horrifying. Yeah, but I mean, we were expecting this forever, I guess. I mean, between Andy Warhol, The Truman Show, Ed TV. uh, Yeah. 
that woman in the 90s or <laughs> i remember my dad reading an article to me in the 90s about a woman that was just gonna weave her webcam on all the time and you could just check in and see what she's up to oh yeah that girl and they like yeah then she ended it i think she ended up having sex with her friend's boyfriend or something oh really and it was on camera Damn. <laughs> so. Yeah, fuck. Why would I was saying? Why would she do that? I guess, but I mean, like, this is before anyone even ever thought about it. Maybe it was a radical statement. Like, I'm going to do this thing, knowing the consequences that might happen. You. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but like, banality used to be such like a radical statement in like an art you know to just like do like normal shit like um yeah i forgot who that artist was she was like a mixed media artist like um like her museum installation piece was just like a like her messy bed like a replication of her messy bed yeah i read about this for the first time after like a couple sessions of these about that girl's exhibit and i was like and i knew it and then i was like oh that was what brandon was referencing oh <laughs> whatever you're going off script <laughs> oh it sounds like we weren't going off script yeah no oh, I... you found you found the artist yeah i found it like i just saw it in the wild like it was referenced i already forgot her name again but like <laughs> yeah it, it, i saw it referenced in the wild that she's just like yeah and she had like these like like panties that she had hooked up with, like this night yeah, before, yeah. like all sorts of crazy shit. And it was people like, were... uh, like food and like old food, like food yeah. wrappers and stuff. Tracy Emin. Her name was Tracy Emin. I, I, okay. I, I looked it up uh, a little bit after we recorded. It's a good thing we looked it up. Um, and yeah, it was for the like, two people it... who are listening to this. Yeah, 15. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it, it, it made like huge waves, and now like that's all content is it now. Like it's just. It's just real life, sometimes with a filter on it, sometimes not, but... Yeah. We all just stick out. Like, I remember a girl in OkCupid when I was in Indiana, she had a video that she recorded of her going to sleep, going to bed and going to sleep, and that was her profile. She just had a link to a live feed where she had done, like, back when you could do that with Google Hangouts through YouTube, and it was just, like, six hours, and I just skipped through it, and it was just, like... Yeah, there she is, sleeping. That's fucking wild. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess that's it. That's about 40 minutes. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I, I live a pretty online life, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, we're all chauvinists and voyeurs in our own way. Yeah. This whole thing is part of it, yeah? Yeah. <sighs> all right, well cut down the torture in the future i think we'll cut this off now yes sounds good all right okay so long i get to be last <laughs> all right later oh fuck that took like an hour and a half sorry everybody. no that's not my god yeah so i guess we won't start doing another podcast this week <laughs> um <laughs> um, we almost are doing another podcast yeah i know we could just cut out all the say all the, the sides just and the... divide it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna sit there and edit that <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know we'll figure out something for next time 
Um, I'll probably put this up tomorrow, but next time uh, cool. we, we can read it backwards or something. 